0: continue today our our series, thank you Pastor DeAndrea, our series DNA, uh, This Is Us. We started this uh, in week one where we kind of looked at the history of how this church was started, how it was uh, planted and how it was in a sense birthed. And in week two we jumped into kind of, okay, well, what is our vision? And our vision statement is what? Realizing your role in God's story. What does that mean? That means we want you as you come to Mountain Park and you come to Mountain Park and you get planted, not potted. If you haven't watched that message, you need to go watch it. So many Christians are potted. It means the minute they get affected, offended, what do they do? They pick up their pot and they go to the church down the road and then they get offended and then they pick up their pot and never get planted. Psalm 92 says those planted in the house of God flourish. That we gotta get planted and yet at Mountain Park, we want you to get planted in what? Realizing your role in God's story. You have a role in God's story and if you're planted in this house, you have a role here in Mountain Park Church. We are not a cruise ship, we're not the love boat, we're a what? Battleship. You see, we're in a battle for what? For souls. Jesus is coming back. For beautiful church buildings? No, he's coming back for people. And so, Matthew chapter twenty-eight, the last things that that Jesus said to his disciples before he sent it was what? Go make disciples. Who make disciples? Who make disciples? Who make disciples? In Ephesians chapter four, I said this. My role as a pastor, the role of the fivefold—the pastor, the evangelist, the prophet, the teacher. Our role is to what? To equip the saints for what? The work of the ministry. If you're a Christ follower today, here's the good news: you're on a battleship and you are a minister. When you go to your workplace, you're a minister disguised as a manager. You're a minister disguised as a sales rep. You're a minister disguised as a teacher. We're on a battleship. And so these things are so important. And so important as last week, we spoke about, we are got to find our next step. And Pastor Jan spoke about three dispositions that you're in one of three areas. You're either, you're in the phase now of being new to faith. And I'm so excited because right now, Alpha, our first Alpha class is launching right now. I'm so excited. Pastor Yon and the team have done such a great job and, and it's one of the visions and dreams I had of coming to Mountain Park and it's launching right now. We to, to learn about Jesus and learn about faith and learn about God but then we jump into the living part where I'm, I'm, I've learned so much about Jesus, I've learned about God and, and how, but now I'm living, I'm, I'm grouping up. We spoke about group up a few weeks ago and then we spoke about jump in last week about come on, we are going to jump in. That our gifts—it's like a potluck. Like you have a gift to bring to church. I'm so excited. Joe is on the front row. Joe, do not you stand up quick? I don't, I'm embarrassing you. It's okay. You're awesome. You know what Joe did today at first service? He jumped in. He, and let me tell you something. Because last week I said I need some men to step up in fourth and fifth grade kids' ministry. We need some men to come in there. We need some spiritual fathers. And guess what he did? He survived his first service. Come on. You're awesome, Joe. You're awesome, my friend. Come on, I love it. He didn't even know I was gonna do that. (laughs) Don't get nervous about the front rows, it's all good. But he jumped in. But then we wanna go from learning and living to leading. Mountain Park, we are got to make disciples. We need leaders over leaders. Everybody needs a leader. Everybody needs a shepherd. Today, we're going to shift gears. The next five weeks, we're going to shift gears. We've spoken about vision. We've spoken about mission. We've spoken about where are you on your next step. But today... We're gonna to begin to talk over the next five weeks about culture values. you at Mountain Park, five culture values, and you might say, well, what's that? Peter Drucker has a great quote, and if you're in the management or business realm, you know the quote that culture eats strategy for breakfast. What does that mean? Simply this, you can have beautiful vision statements and nice mission statements painted nice and highlighted. You can have nice brochures. You can have a nice assimilation pathway. But if you don't have culture, none of that will work. me say, what is culture? Culture is asking the question, who are we becoming? He says, yes, I know we, we're called to become like Jesus, I get that. There, there's so many things in the Bible that we're called to do, but I believe yet Mountain Park, as I've prayed, there are five things, that, that five culture values that God is calling us to be. So when people talk about Mountain Park, they're gonna say, you know what? That's a church that is, boom. That's a church that is, boom. That's a church, we're gonna talk about these five things and then the lobby you'll notice is, it, maybe you noticed already, it says, you belong here. Realize your role. And it says, We are. We're going to talk about we are, five we ares, five culture values, five things that we're striving to become, five ways that this is how we want to live, we want to interact, we want to do life here at Mountain Park Church. See, in the book of Numbers chapter 10, verse 1 to 2, And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, make two trumpets for yourselves and you shall make them of hammered work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps. This is so important because God was saying to Moses, your camp, your tribe needs a sound. There's a sound that's gonna define who they are. Our five culture values over the next couple of weeks are gonna define who we are. How we treat each other, how we do life together, who we want to become. Today we're going to launch with, I believe, our culture value number one. I don't want to rank them over the next couple of weeks, but I believe this is one of the most important ones. Culture value number one we are worshipers.
1: Bless
2: You know it's the reason we've gathered today right to worship aren't you glad to be a part of a worshiping church I said aren't you glad to be a part of a worshiping church you didn't walk in this morning to a funeral service we're not putting anybody in the ground but you walked into an environment where your life could be changed in a worship encounter that is praise worthy you can be seated church We are talking about, we are worshipers, and I have the distinct honor of just sharing from my heart about this culture value. Each week I get to model this. So rather than teach it to you, I live it as a display, not so that I might receive the glory, but that it's a living sacrifice, that what I do is a living sacrifice, not just these moments that we spend singing together. But as we worship together, Mountain Park Church, since its existence, has been a place for who? Broken. Those who are dirty, messed up. Broken, dirty, messed up. They could walk through the doors, no condemnation. And in their dirty, messed up, and broken world, guess what? We introduce them to Jesus. And when they encounter Jesus, we declared to them that we don't change people, that Jesus is the only one that really can change us from the inside out. Not the music, not the lyrics, not the set designs, not the pastor, but Jesus. So if we would preach Jesus and we would point people to Jesus, we could truly worship him in spirit and in truth. And so as I thought about the concept, I thought, man, what an amazing place this has been. What a great story we are writing. We're on a journey together writing the story. Your story matters. My story matters. And guess what? The people who have yet to walk through the doors and encounter the one true living God, their story matters. As Pastor Charlton said, we're in a series, DNA, This Is Us. Who are we? We've been remembering Honoring our past. We've also are now acknowledging, celebrating our present. Aren't you glad to be a part of the church right now? I'm thankful for what happened in the years before, but I'm thankful for what God is going to do now that's going to propel us into the bright future. So we're what? Envisioning the future together. Church, for the past 34 years, Mountain Park has been a beautiful place. We haven't just been the place for the broken just to come and and just come in with their mess and stay forgotten, but we've been a place that offers hope, hope through Christ. You know, we have something, Marriage Monday, it offers marriages hope, even before they get to the place of destruction. Premarital, we offer hope before you ever say, I do. We also, if you get in trouble, we also have some hope for you too. But then we have other things that go on—Hope Tuesday, our care and support groups, Alpha. All these things are just to offer hope in the midst of life situations. You know, and the church is messy because we're in it. Yeah. it, it Charlton says it every—you know—it's a it, hey. The church messed up when I walk it, because I'm messy, I'm broken. But we need Jesus. Can we admit that, everybody? If you believe that nod your head. We need Jesus. We need His blood that washes us white as snow. Are you dirty this morning? We plead the blood of Jesus over you. Need hope this morning? The blood of Jesus is available to you. You know, but even those of us who know the power of the blood of Jesus and know why we gather and when we gather to worship, sometimes life is just hard, right? It struggles, we've got diagnosis, We've got out-of-control children. We've got unexpected bills and situations that we didn't ask for that just happened in life. You know what? And you can either just bow your head and just walk around in doom or gloom, or you can lift up your heads, oh ye gates, and be ye lifted up, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? He's the Lord God, strong and mighty in battle. He's for you. And even as we come to know him, we need to be reminded of how great he is how he loves you, how he's for you, that even if you fall short of his glory, that you can confess your sins. If you're faithful to confess your sins, he's faithful to forgive you of your sins. He'll do it every time. He'll do it every time. He changes not. His compassions, they fail not. And today I just thought I would express one way. Worship is more than just the songs we sing. It's the lifestyle we live. Our lifestyle, our life should be this mosaic of worship. I live a life of worship. I don't just lead it, I live it. I learn about it. I live it. I lead other people towards it. It's ongoing. But today I want to just remind you of a few things. As we worship, and one of the primary ways we worship is through what? Singing, right? So as we worship through singing, guess what? It's a way of talking to God. When we worship through singing, we're not just mouthing empty words to an empty God, but we're mouthing words that some of the days we walk in and some of us are on the mountaintop and it's like, God, I worship you because I love you this much. God, I worship you because you are good. And some people are in the room saying, God, I need you. Oh, I need you every hour. I need you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, it's broken, but I need you. Worship, both of those things are happening in one atmosphere. The beautiful thing is is that we're talking to God. As you sing each week, as you walk in here, are you talking to God? Not just while we're leading you, but through the week, have you talked to God? What's he saying to you? Are you listening? Talk to him. And as we worship through singing, it's always a way of reminding us of who God is. Who is God to you? Who is God to you? We worship through singing, it reminds us of the words of how great is He, even in the midst of life's messes. We need this reminder. Why? Because if you're like me, sometimes life hits. Didn't expect to give the hospitals that money. Didn't expect for that piece of the car to break down. Didn't expect to have to Uber to this. Didn't expect COVID to finally get me, but it did. I just kept singing my song in the living room, quarantine. Thank you for all those that dropped off soup and eaters and all that stuff. You're a blessing. God bless you. But we don't want to lose sight of who God is, so we need to talk to him. We need to be reminded of who he is. As we sing, it also helps us regain perspective. Why? Because we lose it. But DeAndre, my circumstances are hard. And? He's the same. Yesterday, today, and when? But DeAndre, I've been having a whole two ye- uh, years. He's the same. Thy compassions, they fail not. Cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. I like to tell young adults, don't just read the scripture and be like, he cares for you, Uh uh-uh, make it personal. Cast your cares upon the Lord DeAndre for he cares for DeAndre. Take him at his word because it will not return to us void. It helps us gain this perspective. And when we worship through singing, it helps put things back together. It ranks the importance. Do you love him? Are you talking to him? What's your perspective like? Your situation bigger than your God? The last point It reminds us that we're not alone. Aren't you thankful for that? That you're not alone. You're a part of a family, you're a part of some people that will go with you. That's why we group up so we can walk along with you. We're better together. It's why we need more Joes to get in there with kids. It's why we need more youth serving so they can stay out of the streets. All this woke movement. Be woke in Jesus. Wake up. He already came out of the tomb. We are alive. He's not dead. Be woke. It's like, you don't know DeAndre. Talking to the youth. Bless them. They thought we never were young, right? They know it all. I say, yeah, you know it all, don't you? Keep going. Jesus loves you. Keep talking to him as you walk through it. But it's funny because I'm like, man, God, was I like that? You know, like, help help us, Jesus. We love them. But they're not alone on their journey. Let me be honest. It's easy to feel alone sometimes. But I wanna encourage you with some scripture. David was a worshiper, right? We know David was pretty messed up, we agree? David had some stuff in his life. He had baggage just like we have baggage. So one time, actually, David said it like this. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him, for the Lord is great. He's a great God, king above all gods. Then he goes on to describe who God is. He says, listen, he holds in his hands the depth of the earth and in the mightiest mountains. The sea belongs to him, for he made it. His hands formed the dry land, too. Come, let us worship him. Let us bow. When's the last time you've bowed down before him? Bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are his people. He watches over the flock under his care. Aren't you thankful to be under his care? He cares for you. And David isn't just saying God knows us, but he's also saying God cares for us. And David believed in the power of singing so much. That he wrote a portion of the Bible. But then Isaiah, (laughs) I love Isaiah. (laughs) Isaiah was a prophet, and people are like, oh, that's weird, that's getting, uh uh. Isaiah was a prophet, and the prophet's job was to go and speak on behalf of God. So they they went around telling people and reminding people of what God says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was reminding them, hey, 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 don't miss church three times in a row. We know you're not here, we can look out and see you. It's okay, we can watch it online. Uh-huh, so you can fast-forward there. No, 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 no. We want you to be in the room. We love you online. We love you. You hear me say, we love you. But you need to be in the room so you can encounter what's happening in the, in the room. It's kind of hard to create that on your own, right? We need to be in the room so we can feel and be like, oh, that just went off of me and on her. I need a little bit of what she got. That Cindy's energy, let me get a little bit. What about Deonna? He's sweating where's the towel? (laughs) I always forget it. Everybody's like, do you got the towel today? I got it. But we come before him. Let me tell you what Isaiah said. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weary or weak. Isn't that good? Because we get tired, but he never grows weary or weak. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weary and tired and young men will fail in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not what? Faint. So can I say to you, if you're tired this morning, he is for you. If you need strength this morning, he offers strength to you. Why? But DeAndre... God doesn't understand my situation. Yes, he does. He knows all about it. Tell it to him. Give it to him. Lay it down at an altar of sacrifice. I surrender all. Oh, no, I surrender a little. No, 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 all. Let it go. Give it to him. Tell it to him. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. You cannot understand all of his ways. But you can trust him. In other words, he's saying... I care for you. I know your situation. But DeAndre, I'm discouraged. You know what the word of God says in Isaiah 40, 10? Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Can God really help me this morning, DeAndre? Yes, he can. He won't fail. He won't fail. He won't fail. Why do we have to sing all the songs that repeat ten thousand times? Because you ain't got it yet. He won't fail. <laughs> when Paul wrote, he also said this, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than all we could ask. So guess what? We're going to spend a little bit more time this morning worshiping so you can do what I just taught about. I'm going to walk you through the progression of worship in the Bixie Church. Some of you grew up singing these songs and you love them when we have throw them in there. And then I'm going to go to old school when I came to know Jesus and I was just that little bitty boy with that nappy hair and I was singing those worship songs. And then we're going to bring it all the way back to the day of some anthems that we sing to encourage our hearts. Are you going to go with us? Don't worship because the music is good. Worship because he is good. Worship because he cares for you. Mountain Park, let's worship. Thank mm-hmm. you. back. You can have a seat. Whoa. I think about that one, and I was like, you know, how many generations have sung that song? How many have gone on before us, and they were singing that song? And we get to sing it. And here at Mountain Park, we worship from generation to generation. Why? Because we're warring in worship. We have an enemy, and his desire is to steal, kill, and destroy. And guess what? From little ones like Shay to Randy and their little baby, all the way up here to Abby, who's a senior, but she started singing with me when she was in middle school, and she was just really scared. It looked like she saw the Holy Ghost. And I was just like, you're going to be okay. But we scared her, and I was like, you got to open your mouth. And then Carson was here, and he came over to the house one day, and he just started singing, I was like, ooh, he got something there. It's not like Jose, you know, but he's got something there we can work with. Let's brush it off, you know. And then here comes Chris, our comedy man. You can have the worst day of your life, and you'll be laughing, needing to go to the hospital for laughing. And you got Patty, who's got a story of just, like, struggle and loss, and the Lord opened up doors for people to hear it and to be a widow and how God provided, but still singing of his faithfulness. And then because Chris was getting involved and I was like, we gotta get your wife involved. She's hosting online right now. She's doing announcement videos, but she came along. But because she was here, they worked together. And Thea just started being a missionary and evangelist before she even knew what that was. And then Cindy was like, I need to come and check it out. Came to a night of worship and she stuck. Not only that, that's just a small glimpse Glenn Peacock has been on this base for years. Greg Swanson has been faithful to underscore. Can I be off this week? Yeah, Greg. Mark, white guitar, green guitar, yellow guitar, all the guitars, he's got them. Mark, 25 plus years. On the guitar, why? Because we're warring in generation from gen- from generation to generation. We gotta pass the baton and we gotta do it together. We don't just say, you're too old. Get out of the way. We need you. We need the Lucy Mansfields that's feeding the worship team and their small group on Sunday morning. We need them. We need them. If y'all don't need them, we need them. We need other people that are coming and they're ministering together. Why? Because we're better together, church. Here's a foundation from us, from Titus 2.7. In everything, set an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity and seriousness. It's why we pass it along. I want Abby to know those hymns just as much as I want her to know the latest break in Hillsong Young and Free. That's not a God. Yes, it is. Not your style, but it leads her to the heart of Jesus. So we're about it. Then, in order for us to do this, what do we need to do? We as worshipers need to engage in some idle smashing. What have you worshipped this week? Some of us, oh, our fantasy football team can't go to church right now. We got to switch to, we got to go to nine. Our team's like, yeah, it's okay. We love you, but we see you. But don't worship it. Still come to worship. We're going to be watching for you. I'm going to pass it pass that over but I have this important task as the creative worship arts pastor of placing words on people's lips to describe an incredible God I fall short of this but I do it as best as I can why? because I want to war. I saw Shay down here I just kept looking at her today Shay wave at me Uncle DeAndre is talking to you Shay hey. she's up here like this I mean she's going I'm like Lord bless her I used to do that and run and my grandmother pinched me and I was like I'm just trying to get my praise out too You know, you know, but we encourage it. Why? Because if they see us, they'll model it for us. My little friend right here, he moves and I'm like, oh, it blesses my heart. Why is this important? our students and our kids, they need us to know what they're singing so they have a praise to be in their situations when they're being bullied. That even in this room, there's brokenness and there's people that walked in that are hurting that need to know that there's a healer, that there are other people in the room whose situation seems impossible, but there's a God, that there's a seasoned saint that needs a song of remembrance to remember where God has brought them from. But there's a new person that walks in and they don't understand any what we have sung, but they feel something and they experience something and it's Jesus, not something that's being manufactured, but being manifested because of his presence. We need a manifest presence of the Lord. And church, why? Because I remember some songs like this that we're about to sing that I couldn't play two chords, but they was like, get on up there. And I mean, I hit plenty of wrong notes, but we were singing songs like this And look where the Lord has brought us from. Here we go. Let's sing these. Come on. You're going to have some fun with this one. We're going to sing this together. Hey, let's take it back to 1990. The Lord is still good back then. Here we go. Open the eyes
1: of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart.
2: I want to see. Isn't that right, church? I want to see. I can't hear you, Mountain Park. Come on, let's declare it together.
1: Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes. Of-
2: whose hearts are set upon him. But when you worship him, church, you can't just worship him in reserve. You must worship him in spirit and in truth. John 4, 23 and 24 says it this way, but the hour of cometh and is now come when the true worshipers, we are worshipers, shall worship him in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must, worship him in spirit and in truth because he's the creator of it all the universe he holds it all in the hands he holds your situation my situation mountain park the world in his hands and when we sing together we're ministering to one another and sometimes you may not have the words and all you need to do is just lift your hands All you have to do is lift your hands. And we believe that there are ministering angels that are meeting every need according to God's glorious riches. And so, God, we lift our hands now in your presence. We lift our hands and we say, God, we need you. We desire you. We ask for revival in our city and in our church. We ask that you would unlock things that have been shackled, that you would set free the oppressed because you are God and God alone. And so God, the question that I ask us is, will we be the type of worshipers that you seek? Thankful for his promises. Come on, if you love him, will not you adore him? If you love him, why don't you lift him up? He's more than enough.
0: Amen, amen. Can go ahead and grab a seat. Can we give a hand to Deandre and the worship team? Amen. Thank you so much. It's interesting, the last song we just sang there was written by Darling Check, and I had the honor. Part of my internship in uh, Bible college was, I spent three months actually in Australia, and my office was opposite her office. And I would watch her every day. And uh, I don't know if I've seen a better worship leader, or have met a better worship leader than Darlene Czech, and She modeled worship. She loved worship. I want to read a passage to you today. In Matthew chapter 26, it's well known, and when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrance, fragrant oil, and she, she poured it on his head as he sat at the table, but when his disciples saw it, they were indignant and saying, why is this, why, why this waste for this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor? But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? for she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in the pouring, this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Surely I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. It's interesting in this passage, there's a few things going on. This woman comes in, and she just wants to honor Jesus. And out of that desire to honor him, she brings this expensive gift and she, she anoints him. I don't think she knew what was going on, but she felt in her spirit that she was to anoint him, to worship him with oil. And it's interesting, the disciples disposition is, they stop and they say, whoa, 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 this gift is too expensive. We, we can go and sell it and we can, we can go and take care of, we can do a good thing. See, she was doing a God thing. They wanted a good thing. You know, sometimes it's not about our gift. Gifts are good. Talents are good. See, what Jesus is looking for is heart. See, uh, I can tell you something about me. I can't sing like DeAndre. My wife has tried for years, to teach me to sing on key. This is C, this is D, this is G. I'm like, babe, it all sounds the same. But Psalm says you can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So I'm in that camp. I can't play an instrument like the drummers and the bass. and the, I, I can't. But I can raise my hands. But here's the thing, you see, it's not about your gift. It's about your heart. And Jesus reminds us, today as we are worshipers, it's not just about worshiping on Sunday when we sing. It's about leaving this place and saying, God, I want you to be first in every area of my life, God. I want you to be first. I want to worship you with my mind and what I think about people. I want to worship you with my lips and what I say about people. I want to worship you with my hands and what I do to other people. You see, that's when worship really gets into your life. It's when you say, God, I want you first. And so now as I begin to worship, and you see, transformation happens from the inside out. From the, it starts with the heart of saying, God, I need you to be first. You see, that's why Jesus is more than just a savior. He wants to be the Lord the Lord of your life. You see, when you begin to understand that worship is putting Him first, He's gonna change the way you see those around you. Because now when you see the people around you, your heart is gonna break and line up with His heart. Your words that you say over others will begin to line up with Him because I want to speak what He speaks. I don't want to speak out of my flesh, out of my own heart. My actions are, God, how do I help and lift up? Because Jesus said so greatly, He said to His disciples, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. See, why are we, our worshipers, so important? Because if we want to see transformation in our life, we've got to put God first in every area, not some areas in every area, God. I don't know about you, but I wanna be like the woman who gives her best in every area, God. I want you to be lifted up. You know, I pray at Mountain Park, they never say, when they talk about us outside, and hopefully they say good things. I hope they never say, you know what? You should go to Mountain Park because there's this good-looking guy (laughs) with a funny accent. Man, he can teach the Word of God. Or you know what? They go to Mountain Park. Man, they got a great worship leader, a great team, and man, they can sing the paint off the walls. And you should go to the kids and the youth and you should see the building. No, 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 no. I really hope when they talk about Mountain Park, those are worshipers. God is glorified there in everything they do, in the kids and the youth and the way they love and serve and hope for the homeless and going on mission trips in small groups in homes or at this building in every area, you know what? They put God first, they love him so much. That's what I hope that we're known for. We are worshipers. Father, we thank you today. We've sung many songs about you. God, we wanna be a church who puts you first. Help us to lay aside the things that weigh us down. Sometimes it's our opinions. Sometimes it's our brokenness and our hurt and our unforgiveness. Sometimes, God, it's our critical spirits. Sometimes our past experiences, all these things. But God, it's so wonderful how you invite us to lay all those things down at your feet. And then you promise to give us rest. You promise to give us new life. God, may we be a people who are light on a hill. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.